I'm Jason. And I'm Gary. We're the uh, Portland Timbeers. We talk about soccer, beer, and whatever else we want. How you doing, buddy? Doing good. Doing good. good. Sitting there drinking the Black Widow <laughs> clone. The Black Widow clone. It's going to bite you in the ass. It already has. It already has. <laughs> yeah, well, so it brewed this uh, for the lovely wife, her favorite uh, beer out of McMenamin's and this time of year. Um, they had the release party on the 5th of last week, uh, over the weekend. We didn't make it down, so didn't get to go down and see Jen. I was stuck down at the uh, University of Nike campus. University of Nike. Yeah. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, with that, missed out. Thought I could get it in the brewery, or the uh, brew pubs they've got. Yeah. They don't release it until the 11th. Oh. So, they're having a release party on the 11th. So, you can get your McMenamin's Black Widow 2019 on tap or in the can on October 11th at a McMenamin's near you. Ooh. Yeah. So, I'll be there. You need to do a comparison of mine to theirs. Yeah. 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 This isn't tasting too bad. No. Not at all. Night, uh, the uh, gas is right, finally. Yeah, that sounds like it was taking you a little bit to get it there. Yeah, I've been fighting it, so I've been using that microstone. Yeah. Um, and it's done well, but I took it off the gas for half of a week. Right. And popped it in the cooler, and it just ungassed. Like, I pulled it out to serve it. Four or five days later, and there was no gas in it. So, popped it back on the gas and, like, super primed it. Like, filled the keg up with gas. Right. High pressure, and then popped it in there, and this is what we've got. So, so, so far, so good. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I think that was the key. I'm fighting the same thing with mine, though, too. So, and I don't have mine uh, in a refrigerator or anything else. I just have it sitting in the garage. Oh, do you? Yeah, I hypergas the thing. I just because what you can do is if you overgas it as it's sitting there, mm-hmm. then when you go to serve it, yeah. pull it just like we did here, right? And then bring it up to serving pressures um, by filling it back up with CO two, and it's fine. So, but at least it's retaining the gas. So. Yeah, and that's that. That's the big part. Um, that I'm struggling with right now. It's not holding. I get a bunch of foam off the pour, but then you look at the the beer in the glass, and there is absolutely no bubble release whatsoever. Yep. Well, I'm pulling coffee notes out of the roasted stuff. Uh, molasses, even though there's no molasses in here. I'm pulling some black licorice. Definitely black licorice. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a ton. Like last yeah, year, I doubled yeah. the black licorice. I'm just, uh, I'm super sensitive to that black black licorice taste. I think you're just sensitive. Yeah, especially right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, good. Well, we went to the uh, Timbers game over the weekend. Watched the guys uh, play, minus Valeri, who I heard rumor that he was up in the sweets. Really? Yep. Huh. Face, like face... Recognition. Some people that uh, were up in the suite area made eye-to-eye contact with him. Confirmed that he was hanging out in the suites. So the question is, is he done for the season? I don't know. 
the, basically said he didn't look hurt. But I mean, there's been a big hush on what's going on with that. Yeah, so. it's gagged out, so who knows? Now, there's a, there's other news out there on Fernandez, too. Did you see that? Yep. Yeah. Gonna go to rehab, baby. I said, oh, oh, oh. You know, it's... It's just sad that it caught up with him up here, too. Well... Yes, but I, I think the other saving grace is it sounds like he asked for rehab before it got to be a problem. Yes, which is, is that that's good and that's a smart move on his part. Right. So yeah, I- icky stuff. Um, again, it's a disease that people have to fight, and uh, and hopefully he gets better. So my understanding though is everything the rumors are out there talking about there's a clause should something like this happen. Um, so it sounds like the timbers are protected if they decide to go a different way. Oh, so, interesting. <clears throat> that hasn't been confirmed, but um, sure. certainly that would make sense given his history right. of cocaine and other use. So, um, but yeah, I mean, terrible that this guy's got to go through that. And he's got a brand new kid, right, and a family, and mm-hmm. who knows yeah. what else he's dealing with. Um um, so we win 3 1. Um, I predicted 2 1. Lose. <laughs> I wouldn't even say I predicted. I was hoping we'd won 2 to 1 lose. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, just um, to end it and yeah, be over right. with the season. But here we are. We're in the playoffs. We're in the playoffs. We play Real Salt Lake. Yeah, three versus six, play Salt Lake. That will be interesting. Uh, we won last time we were in Salt Lake. <laughs> yeah. So we thought we were going to play Minnesota, but it turns out Galaxy's playing the Minnesota. So Right. First round bye for LAFC, number one in the league. Imagine mm-hmm. that. On the other side of the bracket, NYCFC. So New York and LA up in the top. So LA Galaxy... Sitting there again at five, going to play Minnesota at four. Seattle in the two spot, going to play Dallas at seven, and Portland and Seattle. So yeah, so the only way we get a home game out of that is if Dallas wins. Well, well, I'm hoping we don't get a home game. <laughs> so. Well, that that would literally be the only way we would get a home game in the playoffs. Well, that and somebody said if New England wins on the other side. So then we would host the championship. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Well, but we would have to take it all the way to the top. I don't see that happening. You know what? But, I, was, I was wrong at two to one. But I've been wrong before. And I'm swinging this pendulum all the way to the other side. Oh, you're taking it all the way? Yeah, we're going all the way, baby. We're a road team. We're gonna, well, that's right. We're road dogs. We're a road team. We got Steve Clark. We can't win at home, but we can win on the road. So, exactly. No, I don't know. And we got Steve Clark. Yeah. I mean, the guy's, I think he's got what? The lowest goal against average in the MLS? Yeah. No, I mean, he's he's lit, playing out of his mind, Supporters Cup champion. Which is pretty insane. Yeah. I mean, it is. Somebody made reference on Twitter that ESPN should do a uh, 30 for 30 on him. Yeah. From when the Timbers won the championship, starting at that point. To see uh, what he's at. To carry it forward to where he's at now. Yeah. Right, so kind of do that history of what happened from when we Valeri scored on him. Right. At 27 seconds. Yeah. To, again, to me being the number the one. The starter. 
keeper right now. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see because that's an interesting story. When he first came, we were all like, eh, Aunt Nella's our guy. And then slowly this guy's kind of crawled into the hearts of the Timbers army. Yeah. And then Aunt Nella got hurt and it was all over. Yeah, Steve totally Clark. Gone. It was the Steve Clark show from then on. Yeah. And again, Jake Gleason, who? I mean, that's the other piece. So. No, exactly. <laughs> it's like Jake Gleason is a, a distant memory at this point. Right. And, uh, and there was a recent memory of when Gleason and Antonella and Macintosh. Yeah. And then I think everybody forgot. We have this Serbian goalkeeper that's like 19 years exactly. old. Exactly. That Who, we paid a lot of money for. And he was out there on on uh, Sunday. Oh, was he really? Yeah, yeah. He was the uh, the keeper that they had on the bench. He's supposed to be legit and awesome. That's um, what I hear. But, <laughs> but we haven't seen him because Steve Clark's a beast. Yeah, well, and he kind of fits the the moxie of the crowd with a Halloween mask and yes. Seba and his Halloween mask. Right. All that stuff. So, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. So, predictions on us against Salt Lake? Uh, it depends on if it's snowing or not. Okay. Um, cause I think when we played them the first time in the snow, we lost. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I think it's going to really depend on whether it's snowing there or not. I don't know. I think Salt Lake's playing out of their mind right now. I yeah. think we snuck up on them and beat them last time and they're not going to allow that to happen. No. Um, no, no. So. Especially at home. I think we are understaffed right now. So. I think we've got some kids playing over their skis, which is good. You like that. Um, I, but I don't think Ebo's good for one to two goals every game. Um, I think Seba's not necessarily... I mean, he can score, but if he's the only one scoring, they're going to like kind of ratchet down on him. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. And there's no Fernandez. So who's the other scoring option in that group? Well, so. who, who's been our scoring guy every playoffs? Dyron. Dyron Espria. Espria. So, and he's he's showing true to form right now. Mr. October. <laughs> he's coming alive. Mr. Backity Backflip. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. So, um, on the East, again, New, New York City FC, number one seed. They get the bye. Toronto plays DC, which is interesting. Philly plays the Red Bulls, which is actually fairly interesting because Philly sat atop of the table for a while. Right. Um, Atlanta snuck past them, and Atlanta plays New England two versus seven. So I think Atlanta comes out over New England. I think uh, Philly versus New York is a probably a toss pick them. Um, and then a Toronto, D.C. <laughs> is who knows. So It's a roll of the dice. <clears throat> My gut tells me Atlanta's going to the final again. You think? Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. I think Atlanta, I think it's going to be Atlanta LAFC. Yeah, that's a, probably a pretty good guess. Yeah. So, yeah. two shitty clubs that can, like, go together. <laughs> they can be their own prom dates. <laughs> Everybody else will have a good time in the in the slums. <laughs> so, eh, oh well. So, all right, buddy. Well, and our game's what, on the 19th? Uh, ours is the 19th at 10 p.m. Eastern. 
So that puts it seven o'clock Pacific. Seven o'clock Pacific, and that's so the half, night of our half an hour after our party starts after Oktoberfest. Yeah, guess what we're gonna have on? You know what we do? As long as it's not raining, I can pop up the screen pop outside. Pop up the big screen. Yeah. Yeah. What channel is this bad boy? ESPN. Uh, ESPN. Yeah. Oh, ESPN News. It's not even on ESPN. Oh, what? ESPN News. What the hell is that? I have no idea. Huh. Well, I'll have to look at that. So. Interesting. So, ESPN News. Yeah, how did we get that? What is that? Is that like their ESPN Plus or something? I don't know. I need to see if I even have that channel. Well, I probably do. I don't know. We'll just see. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, Timbers Army's uh, regrouped. They did their celebration of the players, so they made little two sticks for all the players, which is tradition. Yeah. And then crowned their Supporters Cup champion, which we mentioned with Steve Clark. Yes. Um, which is kind of cool. So I guess this could be a reset for next year. I kind of want to know. Usually we have a bunch of TIFOs. And I, I think we only had like one or two TIFOs, right? All year? Like all year. Uh, I think there was three three that I know of and maybe four, but that was it. Yeah, usually there's a bunch of TIFOs, and I don't and, feel like we got our money's worth this year. Well, and I think I think a lot of that was because their, their BS that they were pulling. But then I, I think there was also because it was just a huge stretch of back-to-back home games. Yeah, well, you do a TIFO every freaking game. Well, you should, but... Uh, but when a, you're protesting. From a time-wise to get them done, a uh, short amount of time, and then when you're protesting everything, yeah. It yeah you know what? Makes it hard to get them done. We're going to get a kicker back then? We're going to get some money back or discounts on our uh, memberships next year? From 107ist? Yeah. Yeah, I canceled mine. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Nice. Yep, I've there had enough. Uh, I'm done supporting them. Well... Probably a good thing. I think Tim. I think Tim uh, didn't like cancel his, but I think they canceled his. <laughs> they canceled how much him. shit he gives him and like emails him. <laughs> <Yeah. them. laughs> so, they were like, you know what? Uh, you don't have to cancel. We've canceled you. Yeah, we've canceled you. Yeah, your your subscription has been revoked, <laughs> Timmy. <laughs> so. All right. Well, let's uh, refill some glasses. We'll come back with an autumn harvest from uh, Ruben's Brews. And uh, let's talk a little bit about Halloween beers and how witches uh, are involved with Halloween homebrewing. Hmm. All right. We're back. What are you drinking now? Uh, I'm still finishing off the Black Widow, oh, but bullshit. Uh, I've got still one swallow left. You've got an Imperial Pumpkin Ale by Rubens Brew. Oh, God. Autumn Harvest. This is going to bring black flashbacks of Saturday, and I'm going to start dry heaving. What the hell Saturday? I had pumpkin beers. This is 8.7%. they got to do something about their label here. And this label wow. sucks. Hard to read. Uh, yeah, it's just white on like light pumpkin-y colors. Uh, 8.7%, 22 IBUs. It's actually pretty light beer, drinking-wise. It's not bad at all. A little bit of hop in it. Mm, flashbacks. Flashbacks? Yep. <laughs> you know what you do in that case? Something about that pumpkin stuff. You shoot it. <laughs> Ooh. 
down. No, nah, I'm not shooting an Imperial. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I got shit I got to do tomorrow. <laughs> I got a lot of shit I got to do tomorrow. <laughs> Plus play soccer. Well, what do you think of this bad boy other than flashback? Uh, it's not too bad. Uh, it's actually pretty balanced beer for being an Imperial. The color is gorgeous on it. So this is like an autumny, like orangey, leaves falling type of beer. And I'm noticing the bubbles on it are super, super tiny. It, it's almost uh, like a nitro bubble, even though it's not nitro. And it's white head. Yes, it is. Yeah. Pure white versus you look at this uh, Black Widow that's sitting here. Yeah, that was like <laughs> super dark head. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, no, this is good. Good beer by Ruben. So interesting in our pumpkin series here, Jamie. Yeah, Jamie, what the... I'll leave it at that. She basically stood us up so long you had to drink all your beers in one weekend. And it about killed me. <laughs> Thanks, Jamie. Thanks, yeah. Jamie. Gary was not right for the Timbers game, all because of Jamie. I was not right at all for That's that right. Timbers game. Now, we need to get together with Jamie Goldberg before you leave. Have some pumpkin beers, which would require us to go buy more pumpkin beers. Nope, they're on her now. <laughs> That's what happens when you stand us up for a year. Yeah. <laughs> Well, she's the Blazers beat reporter now. And it's actually longer than a year. It's probably been closer to two. Yeah, it's been a while. So, yeah, she's covering the Blazers now. So, Oh, boy, she's going to be busy, busy then. The nice thing is if she's not going to do the Timbers anymore, she's going to do the Blazers. Yeah. Then she can come drink with us, hang out on the podcast and talk. And not fear getting cut off from her sources or anything like that. That's a very good point. So I think I think this is going to be a win-win relationship. That's a very good point. Yeah. So, all right. Well, last year uh, we toured, or I toured the um, Thompson House Brewery for McMenamins and Black Widow Day and talked to their brewer, Jen. Yeah. Um, and she gave us a story about witches and how uh, they are the original brewers. Um, and the witches' hats actually were um, a, kind of a symbolism, so that guys were drawn to them because they pick them out of a crowd at like a market with their yeah with their with tall their pointy, pointy hats. hats right yeah. So and there was all sorts of things about the cauldron and the brew pot and all this other stuff. So I've been mesmerized by this story, um, and I found a great clip online that talks a little bit about this and kind of confirms it. Um, again, which I think is timely with the fall season. Um, I think it's timely with the Black Widow that we're drinking and all that good stuff. Right. Um, so let's give it a little listen and then we'll come back. Halloween is quickly approaching and many aspiring witches and warlocks are dusting off their brooms and pointy hats. But many of them would be surprised to learn the link between a typical witch costume and medieval beer production. Hey, this is Ryan from Beer by the Numbers, and today we're going to discover the hidden link between witches and beer. This image of a broom-wielding sorceress with a tall hat, a black cat, and a bubbling cauldron overflowing with potions has been synonymous with witches for the last century and probably even longer. The truth of the woman in this story takes us down a much different path altogether though. A path not about magic and mystery, but about money and politics. 
So if you've watched some of our beer history videos, you'll know that for thousands of years, beer brewing was a domestic task done primarily in the home by women. Alewives were women who opened their homes to sell the beer they made, and they also ran the rural taverns all across Europe in the medieval period. Now, if you take a look at the stereotypical garb of a witch, a cat, a pointed hat, a broom, and a bubbling cauldron, all of those are pieces of equipment that would have been essential for alewives. The bubbling cauldron is probably the easiest connection to make. After all, any brewer needs a huge bubbling vat to boil their wort as they make sweet, delicious beer. Next, let's look at those pointy witches' hats. Back in the height of women's fashion, the hat of choice for a lady who wanted to stand out was a henin. Henins were conical hats that were often ornately decorated, and they stood up to two feet tall. These hats were insanely popular with the ladies in the royal courts of medieval Europe. Now, there weren't many ladies of the court out and about in the taverns, but alewives adopted these tall hats so they could stand out on crowded streets and in their own crowded taverns. Historians believe this was a pretty simple marketing scheme. It was much easier to sell more beer if people could easily identify you in a crowd. After all, any good business wants to make it as easy as possible to order the next round of beers. In another effort to promote sales, alewives would often place a broom, a symbol of domestic trade, in front of their home or their tavern. Even in modern-day Peru, a stick adorned with a red bouquet or bag is a symbol placed outside the doorway to indicate that their ale is ready for consumption. Another symbol found outside the door was a talisman resembling a Star of David. The star was used to convey the purity of the beer. Remember, it was the Middle Ages. Plagues and other diseases were a constant concern. The six points on the star are said to symbolize the most important parts of brewing. Hops, grain, malt, yeast, water, and of course, the brewer. As for black cats as sidekicks, women of the time were heavily reliant on felines to protect their grain stores and their homes from vermin. In fact, most rural households relied on cats to keep the mice and rats at bay, but it was of particular importance for alewives who had large stores of grain on hand for brewing. For many centuries, women enjoyed the success and gained much respect as key drivers of the beer industry. But the winds of political change were brewing, and alewives became the target of pressure from religious officials. Now, we have to remember that at this time in history, politics and religion were really one and the same. Kings and queens received their right to rule not by a vote of the people, but by a divine right from God. Therefore, as interpreters of God's will, the church held a great amount of power and the opinions of the clergy held great sway within medieval society. The great influence of the church eventually corrupted into a rather great lust for power, and they sought to control, or at least the ability to greatly influence, all positions of power within European society. At a time when large bureaucratic male-dominated trade guilds were the norm, a large, decentralized, and woman-dominated industry was pretty much the opposite of what the church wanted. So what was the church gonna do? 
Traditionally, the church taught that witches were worshippers of the old and false pagan gods. Witches were said to be mischievous and not to be trusted, but they weren't inherently evil. It was more like witches would lead you down a path of false hope and away from the true God and Savior Jesus. However, in order to more effectively reduce the influence of alewives, the church began depicting witches as slaves of the devil. Witches were here on earth to do the devil's bidding and were actively working against the will of God. And how did witches spread evil throughout the world? Why, by brewing potions and getting unsuspecting people to drink them, of course. I think you can see where this is going. Alewives were being associated with devil-worshipping bringers of evil in the world. As a result, many alewives were forced to close shop, and even more disturbing, some of them were accused of witchcraft proper. It was a pretty dark time for the church. Many women were tried for witchcraft, and almost all of them who were found guilty were executed once accused. Uh, the sentence was typically death, especially during the particularly brutal crackdowns like the Spanish Inquisition. Now, that's not to say all churches across all of Europe were executing women who brewed beer. But over several generations and hundreds of years, many different groups of men managed to use religious authority in one way or another to get women to close up shop. Then larger, centralized, and male-dominated breweries popped up in society to fill the void. This didn't happen just to brewing, it happened across many, many industries throughout the Middle Ages. Regardless, the old symbols of alewives are now associated with those evil witches. Pointy hats, black cats, brooms, bubbling cauldrons, all of them are now associated with evil tricksters as opposed to professional homebrewers. So there you go, beer nerds. Now you know the secret history of witch symbolism and how it very closely relates to beer. Witches and beer. There you have it. You know those organized religion people? Well, that, you know, everything used to be female-dominated, and now it's male-dominated, and the females aren't happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's bizarro world. It's crazy. Why can't we just be in the middle? We all be friends. I have no idea. You know what? I would just want equitability. You, equitability? You just equitability. want the friend zone? I just want everything to be neutral. <laughs> Switzerland. <laughs> So, why, why do uh, U.S. men's team players have to make more than U.S. women's national? Why can't we just be equal? Yeah, why not? I'm telling you. Just it'd be a lot less chaos. Be a lot less. They win more. They do. They win more. A lot more. Uh, well, there you go. So, that kind of confirms what we heard and uh, confirms some of the research I've done. Um, essentially, witches are cool. Yeah. We need more witches. They love to brew beer. They like to brew beer. They like to get you drunk and then take advantage of you. <laughs> Woohoo! And then sell you off to Satan. <laughs> you see how that goes? Yeah, that's BS. <laughs> yeah, burn them at the stake. It, it was a power power grab is what that was all about. I like to be grabbed. Oh, boy. <laughs> We've digressed. Here we go. Well, so, yeah, 
as we move towards the holiday, we'll, we'll have some more stuff like that. So Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, there's something kind of cool that we were talking about. So at the Jupiter Hotel in downtown Portland, 900 East Burnside Street, they are having, on October 19th, a haunted beer mansion. Oh, of course they're doing it on our Oktoberfest party. I know. 6 to 10 p.m. Um, this is a daytime or nighttime party. Uh, the nighttime tickets have been sold out. Um, essentially, at the nighttime, the Haunted Beer Mansion is going to be popping up in Portland. It's going to have 30 beers, ciders, potions, and witches brew, all while mingling with the tormented and damned that haunt the mansion. So it sounds oh. like a haunted house. <clears throat> kind of sounds that way. Mixed with booze. It says, make your way through three areas of experiences, including a zombie's lair, a blacklight tap room, and the dead dance party where the Ragin' Vampire Band and DJ Pennywise will be spinning tunes. Costumes are highly encouraged, and the mansion pops up for one night only. Interesting. And the daytime party looks exactly the same, but it's happening during the day. Day drinking. Day drinking. Yeah. Um, and it looks like there's tickets still sold, available for that one. So, oh, cool. Yeah. So it looks like it says one night only, but it looks like there's a Friday night thing going. Huh. Are they doing a Friday night too? Let's see. Yep. Looks like Friday night they're popping too. Those are 39 bucks. Um, and it's pretty much the same thing. So you could go Friday night instead if you wanted. Versus the Saturday. Versus Saturday. There you go. There you go, kids. So, Haunted Beer Mansion, Jupiter Hotel, check it out on Eventbrite. I just Googled Haunted Beer Mansion. Um, it looks pretty badass. I don't know what they're serving beer-wise. That would be the 30 key. beers, that'd be interesting. They're probably pumpkin or Halloween-themed beers, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Potions, witches brew, all while mingling with the tormented and the damned. That might be interesting. Hmm. Very easily could be. Yeah. So, looks like a good 40 bucks. So a couple other things popping up Halloween beer-wise. Stickman Brewing's doing pumpkins and pints in Tualatin on 1018. So that's the Friday um, at their Tualatin location. It's a more or less a pumpkin brew fest. So check them out. Um, what else we got here? Labyrinth Forge as a new brewery popping up here. And on 10-13, so just a few days away here, they're doing their launch party. So check out Labyrinth Forge. That'll be kind of cool. Where are they at? Mm, Portland. Huh. No, like North Portland area. Ah. Um, Immersion Brewing over in Bend is doing Pretzel Fest on 10-12, so that's Saturday. And um, that's a brew fest, but with pretzels, so it's kind of an Oktoberfest type thing. Yeah. So if you're over in the Bend area, check out Immersion Brewing and their Pretzel Fest, um, which should be pretty badass. And then I mentioned on 1011, uh, taps and cans of beer for Black Widow by McMinimins are available. Um, the bottle shop at McMinimins tweeted out today that they will have it on 1011. So. Be looking and be prepared. So For the Black Widow. Black Widow. Yeah, no, that should be pretty badass. So that Labyrinth Forge uh, Brewery is on Southeast 9th, or at least that's where the party's at. Oh, so. okay. Um, so, yeah, kind of cool. So some stuff around the local area. You can get some fall-inspired beers, some good stuff. Um, I wish I had time to go to that haunted beer mansion. 
Yeah, it sounds like it could it could be a lot of fun. Yeah, it sounds like it could be like dark arts, but uh, yeah, without the brewery, so. right? Would be kind of cool. Um, I think we have an in for dark arts. So really, you can't move your happy ass before dark arts. Uh, um, that's going to depend on the housing market. I'm going to have to poison the fucking well. So <laughs> <laughs> Gary's got rats. So so um, big ones you can eat them. Yeah, that's right. It's a food source. Yes, and big cockroaches. <laughs> Just big cocks. So wow. <laughs> They, uh, you gotta be careful when you're sitting in the bathtub. Yep. They come right out of the drain. Right out of the drain. Right out of the you. drain. It's horrible. <laughs> Nothing worse. <laughs> Big cock roach coming out of the drain. What's touching me down there? That's a horror movie, dude. Oh, boy. What was that movie? Ghoulies. That's what that movie. Shit coming out of the toilet. It's just not right, man. No, it's not. All right. So, uh, back on track here. So, ski time. I thought we'd do a quick check into the ski resorts. Um, what are you doing? You, you packed all your ski shit up? Hell no. What? That's going to be one of the last things that gets packed. <laughs> are you kidding me? So, it looks like Meadows right now, this very second, is getting snow. It's 24 degrees. Uh, top of Mount Hood Express is 18 degrees. Let's see what we got going. Now, I saw a post on Facebook of a guy taking turns in Jackson already. Oh, really? Yep. I think he hiked it, but still, there was enough snow for him to uh, to take some runs. That's pretty badass. So, nothing's open, obviously, up there. Definitely snow on the snow cam. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Bachelor's got zero inches, zero inches, zero inches, zero inches, zero inches. They're probably showing nothing because they, nobody's mm-hmm. up there reporting. They could have snow. Um, I'm looking knows. at their webcam, and they've got snow. So Yeah. So that's cool. So that's our two local mountains that we ski. Um, Some special events coming up ski-wise. Lake Oswego Oswego Ski Swap is happening on October 12th, so that's Saturday. Um, Warren Miller kicks off here, and it's like all over the area. Yes. um, I think I'm going to not go to the theater version this year. Really? I think I'm going to buy the version I always buy, like right around Christmas it releases. And then I think I'm going to host. Host your own Warren Miller. Well, well yeah, okay. So we got to back up before we get sued. Yeah. So be careful. We're not going to. We're not going to charge anything. But we're I'm just going to do a personal over, showing, and we're going to have beers and have a personal showing. Yeah. Maybe some peppermint schnapps. Ooh. Hot cocoa boy. and schnapps. There you go. And then we're going to go play shuffleboard. Hot bikinis. And then drink Goldschlager afterwards. Yeah. And then the Timbers will win the championship. There you go. That's exactly how this happened last ding, time. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. That's exactly how it happened. <laughs> so. They've, they've got to have a contest in there somewhere, though, where Tim wants to go and I enter and I win, though. And i got to be really hungover in the fetal <laughs> position on the couch as the tickets become available. <laughs> <laughs> then guess what, kids? We're winning the championship. So that's the key right there. Right there. Yep. So, October 24th in Vancouver, Warren Miller Show's showing at Kiggins. The Schnitz is showing it on the 25th. That's actually interesting. I might have to go to that. Nah. Warren Miller, <laughs> Aladdin Theater in Portland on November 1st. Um, but the big thing is November 1st through the 3rd is the Ski Fever Snowboard Show, and that's the big one at the Expo Center. Yeah. And so they have the big ski swap and all that good crap going on. 
Um, November 22nd and the 23rd is Snowvana, which is another big, huge ski fest, uh, ski swap type thing. But the thing, the number one thing, links our podcast with skiing and beer is the Winter Brew Fest, December 14th. So, coming up, and the Winter Brew Fest is going to be at Mount Hood Meadows. If, join us for the Winter Brew Fest. Be sure to try some of the Northwest's finest microbreweries. We're excited to host locally owned and operated breweries who share a passion for the mountain, the outdoors, and beer. Beer. So, Brew Fest in Vertical North. Kids welcome... Music uh, by the green room. So now wait a minute, Brewfest in Vertical North isn't that their like shop down downtown or in Sandy or somewhere like that? No, Brewfest in the Vertical North. Uh, no, it says Meadows. Or is Vertical North one of their bars? I think it's their bar. I think it's that bar area up top. We'll have to look that up. Yeah, we gotta look it up. So. All I know is 1 to 5, December 14th, they're having it. So that'd be pretty badass to be able to go. Yeah. And then what we can do is get my truck tent and just... Oh, just crash out in the parking lot. Crash in the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there you yeah, go. yeah. yeah that'd be badass. Great idea. So, all right. Well, that's what we got there. What else you got, buddy? <sighs> Not much. You don't got nothing else? No, I got nothing. So, uh, how you doing on that beer over there? I'm done. Are you really? Yeah. You're going to have some of this Black Widow. we got a no. half of a thing of Black Widow. Oh, God, no. I can't do the whole Black Widow. Oh, I can't do it. I know. Help me. Help me, my beer. You're killing me, man. There you go. I've got to recover. This helps you recover. Not really. No. No, nope. no. I tried a recovery beer on game day, and it about killed me. From where? Uh, from Von Ebert's, of all places. I yeah. had their uh, Pilsner, which is a fantastic beer, but uh, not when you're coming off the, a raging hangover. I don't think you had enough. I think you should have had two of them. Oh, no. I had I had enough. Believe me. Look at this. I got a full freaking pint. That's what happens when you brew beer at home. I Franken-beered it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> You did a Black Widow with a Pumpkin Imperial? Yep. Oh, good. It gives me ideas for next year. Yeah. Well, good luck at work tomorrow. <laughs> you can have a hangover. Uh, that's actually not that bad. It's not that great, but it's not that bad. Yeah. One of those beers down the middle. Not that great, but not that bad. Did you see this uh, Portland Timbers Troll San Jose Earthquakes After Decision Day? Huh. Oh, here, take a look at this. Get a chuckle live. So the Timbers uh, posted, there was a, that uh, food cart or airport cart that kind of went crazy and crashed. I'm not going to show. I had not heard about that. Oh, really? Oh, yes, I did. Yeah, yes, I did, yeah. How yeah. it was... Uh, out of control? It was outside the airplane. Yeah. Just spinning go. in circles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah here you go. Uh, this is great radio. <laughs> Media could not be played. Yeah. Anyways, so they used that, and they made it San Jose's out of control. And right. They put the Mexican side that's recruiting their coach down on one side. They put the Timbers over on one side. Yeah, it was classic trollism. That is awesome. Yeah. It says the, the Timbers' social media team had a little fun at the expense of the Quakes, thanks to a meme 
that has been making the rounds in recent days. So, yeah, kind of fun. So, so the meme he's talking about is this, uh, it's a, it was a water cart at one of the airports. I don't know if it was a PDX, but um, it somehow got stuck in gear and was just spinning out of control round and round with nobody in the driver's seat. Um, and it kept getting closer and closer and closer to the aircraft. And finally, some guy comes out of the blue um, on on one of these big rig truck type. It, it had a big, like, shovel on the front of it. And, and just totally takes the cart out before it hits the plane and saves the day. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. And then they just put some MLS logos on it. So. <laughs> That's hilarious. Which is beautiful. So. Good. All right, man. Well, la- oh, last week of Summer Lake Soccer, dude. Yeah, I would say definitely it's going to be the last week because I pulled up to your house at 7.30. Right. Tonight, and it was dark. It was dark? Like, dark. So, tomorrow it's going to be probably dark pretty quick. Although, tomorrow's supposed to be sunny all day, so... It'll it, get dark quick still. It, uh, it'll still get dark quick, but at least we'll have... A good light source for that short amount of time we're playing. Yeah, no, it should be fun. So, uh, you guys played Friday, is that right? We did. Yeah, we did a Friday a version of of the game for the third week, and apparently the second week didn't go over so well. Only like two people showed up to it. Oh, really? Um, well, I, I'm probably underscoring that, but two to four. Jordan was saying there wasn't very many people at all. Um, so we did a poll, and we said, you know, if we can get at least four on four, then we'll do it. Um, and we ended up having, I think, five on five. So it ended up being a pretty good game. Sweet. Good. Well, so last day tomorrow, um, I know we threw invites out to some of the Summer Lake crew to the Oktoberfest party, yeah. party that we're having on the yeah. 19th. Um so, again, if we have any listeners out there that uh, are interested in hanging with the soccer crew slash uh, the Tim Beers listeners, family and friends, and, and hit us didn't up. see that invite, it's an up. open invite. Yeah. yeah. We've got 10 gallons of beer we got to kill, and we got several pounds of sauerkraut slash sausage. Slash um, chicken breast. Yep. Yeah, we got a lot. And the Beer Olympics. Yeah, that'll be fun. And and, and we also have a giant-sized Jenga this year. Yeah. So the um, Beer Olympics, what are we going to do for pieces? Yeah, that's a really good question. Keg stands? Um, Last time we did (laughs) keg stands, somebody lost their teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So at the Mount Angel Brew Fest, or Oktoberfest, they had logs, which I thought was interesting, uh, like logs lined up, and they had nails, and you had to basically, with one hand, pound the nail in, and if you bent the nail, you had to pull it out and straighten it. And oh, with a hammer? With a hammer. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it was like pure craftsman, like one hand. Well, now, the cheap shit, the people want a quality. The girls got to use two hands on the what? hammer. What? Yeah. No. No, ours is going to no, be one no. hand. One hand only. We're all about it being equal. Yeah. Um, and then they had the typical beer inside of the stein, so we'll have that. Yeah, where you hold it out as long as you can hold it. Yeah, so we'll yeah. have people here for that. 
Um, and then we should have some sort of beer drinking competition. Oh, boy. Like fastest beer drinking or something. Fa- fastest leader Stein. Yeah, we could do that. <laughs> we could just go a Dixie cup. Jesus. <laughs> we didn't go Stein. We could do fastest out of the horn, the beer horn. I've there got you the go. Horn. Yeah, yeah, you could do the horn. If we had a boot, that'd be awesome, too. Das boot. Das boot. Um, and then what else could we do? Uh, Yodeling? We're we going to try a yodel competition? You, you could try that. The key is who can judge it. Yeah, that's the hard part. Right? I don't, I don't know anybody that can judge yodeling. How do you judge that? Yeah, because yeah, the nail thing is just fat first one done. Right. Right? And then... The beer drinking one, first one done. That's yeah, easy. Yeah. Uh, the beer stein out in front of you, well, longest hold to be able to up. hold it out. Well, that's easy. Yeah. Um... And then, yeah, yodeling's a little bit more tough. We, we've got to have a uh, lederhosen contest. Well, you got to have lederhosen contest. Yeah. It almost has to be on its own. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like tra- most traditional tra- Most German traditional wear. lederhosen. Yeah. Well, some some of the girls may not wear lederhosen. They may wear the, uh, what are they, drindles or... Well, yeah, but that's still part of the... The yeah. whole contest piece. So yeah, and I can tell you, if you don't wear underwear with your drinkles, then I'm well, in. Well, then you you're, win. You're probably pretty much a ringer to win. <laughs> a ringer. <laughs> so <laughs> you said ringer. I did. Uh, well, all right. Well, let's throw some heat on that. So, listeners, if you're interested, uh, hit us up. Uh, can throw invites out there. We still have, uh, by the way, interviews with Tilt that we need to line up. Yes. And the Shamani Brewing. Uh, we still need to hook those guys up, too. So Right. Um, cool. Well, we got enough to keep us busy here for a little while. We'll be at you in about another week. And uh, if we're recovered from the Oktoberfest. <laughs> That's two weeks. I guess it is. Yeah, I'm gone next week. So yeah. two weeks. Yeah, yeah, two weeks. So, all right, buddy. Oh, you know who I'm seeing next week? Uh, your mom. Uh, no. <laughs> so, Rich. We're going to connect with oh, Rich. Oh, you're going you're gonna to connect with Kaiser, huh? Yeah, we're going to connect with Kaiser. So. Cool. Yeah, that'll be a fun night. Jeez, you'll be a wreck the next day. Yeah, no, we're going to a freaking winery, staying at a winery down there. Oh, yeah. You like, guys... So, yeah, we should invite Rich and Lisa out. You guys are done. Yeah. I know how this is going to end up. <laughs> you're going to be marching through the streets. Rich is going to take you to their version of Scotty's. Yep, that's pretty much what's going to happen. Yep. I mean, walk into a 7-Eleven in the middle of the night <laughs> trying to find a Snickers bar. <laughs> and I don't remember a damn thing that day. Other than I've got a Snickers bar next to me <laughs> that I've been cuddling with in the fetal position. Half melted. Yeah. yeah. As long as it's not half melted between my cheeks, I'm good. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> The visual you need it, I know. That's so wrong. (laughs) Wrong on every level. All right, buddy. Well, let's get out of here. Tim Beers.